Chapter 16. Thin ice is better than no ice at all. Donatello didn't have to tell me to stay after class. It kind of went without saying. Once everyone was gone, she gave me a real talking to. What about that? What was that about, Rafe? She asked. Nothing, I told her. It wasn't nothing, she said. First of all, let me say that I noticed you kept Mr. Shakespeare's meter and rhyme in what you wrote. Thanks, I said. But your behavior was completely unacceptable. There are much better ways to use your creativity, and I think you know it. I nodded a lot while she talked. It seemed like the right thing to do. I'm going to give you a warning this time, Donatello said, but you're skating on very thin ice. Understood? Nod, 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 nod. I didn't hear a whole lot of what she said. All I could think about was... That was 35,000 points for the day. I'd taken Leo's challenge and blown it out of the water. Even better, I now knew for a fact that Jeannie Galetta knew I existed. That's what you call progress. As I was leaving, Donatello said, I hope you've learned a lesson, Rafe. Definitely, I told her. A really good one. And the lesson was this. There were two ways to play Operation Rafe. The boring way and Leo's way. Oh, and I also learned that Leo the Silent is a genius. Chapter 17, New Rule. When I got home that afternoon, I went straight to my room with Leo, and we started putting everything that had happened so far into my Operation Rafi notebook. The rules I'd broken, the points I'd earned, and even some of Leo's pictures to document the whole thing. We were just messing around, minding our own business, when I heard bears start to roar from down the hall. What are you doing? he yelled. Then I heard Georgia. Nothing, she said. I just wanted to. I'm watching that. Don't change the channel. But you were sleeping. No buts, he yelled. You can watch the game with me or you can get out of here. What's it going to be? A second later, I heard footsteps and then Georgia's bedroom door slammed. I hated when he yelled at her like that. Even more than when he yelled at me. She's just a little kid. And he's, well, he's kind of like a little kid, too, but the biggest, meanest little kid you ever saw. Pick on someone your own size, I yelled down the hall. Mind your own beeswax, Bear said back and then turned up the volume on the TV. It wasn't even worth trying to argue. You know what, Leo said as soon as I closed my door. We need a new rule. I was just thinking the same thing, I said. Nobody should get hurt from me playing Operation Rafe. Especially little kids, Leo added. And I agreed. I mean, if Miller the killer accidentally landed in the paper shredder, I wasn't going to cry about it. But otherwise, call it the don't be a bear rule, Leo said. How about just the no hurt rule, I said. Good enough, Leo said. And I wrote that down in the notebook too. Rafi's no hurt rule. Nobody gets hurt. All risks are mine and mine alone. No exceptions. I'm not saying I'm some kind of saint. I'm not even saying this made me a better person. Whatever that means, I'm still trying to figure that one out. But if putting the no hurt rule into the game could make me even a little bit less like Bear, then I was all for it because Bear was all about hurting. Chapter 18. Teachers want to break me, but I don't break. You know those vampire stories where the new guy doesn't want to drink anyone's blood until he gets a taste of it? Then all he can think about is blood, blood, blood. Okay, maybe that's not a good example. The point is, now that I really know how to knew how to play this game, I was starting to get into it. 
I spent the next couple of weeks just working on my technique. Leo started giving me bonus points for creativity, and that helped me helped keep me motivated. But Leo wasn't the only one helping. This might be a good time to introduce you to some of the other people at Hills Village Prison for Middle Schoolers who motivated me to be the best I could be at Operation Rafe. Check it out. These are the cafeteria ladies. I call them Millie, Billy, and Tilly. I think they're part of a government program to get rid of the middle school population in this country. One lunch at a time. This is my Spanish teacher, Senior Wasserman. He's okay as long as you don't make any mistakes, but if you do, watch out. Mr. Lattimore is the gym teacher, and I'm not kidding when I say that nobody ever told him he wasn't in the army anymore. The last one put me over the top. Mr. Lattimore didn't think the old scooter switch was very funny. Of course, Lattimore had his sense of humor surgically removed in 1985. He gave me 30 push-ups, two extra laps, and ta-da, my very first detention. I mean, it's not like I wanted detention, but at least now I got something out of it. 50,000 points, dude. I guess you could say I was on a roll. Even when I got home that day, I was lucky. There was a message on the machine from Mrs. Stricker telling Mom to call the school. That wasn't the lucky part. Duh. The lucky part was when I got to it first and accidentally on purpose hit the erase button. Mom was at work, Bear was asleep, and Georgia was digging a hole to Australia for all I knew. As long as nobody had planted any secret cameras around the house, hey, you never know, then I was going to be fine. Chapter 19, Apple Pie and Cinnamon. It was a typical Friday night. Mom wouldn't be home until late, and both Georgia and Bear were asleep by nine. Georgia because she's a kid, and Bear because he's always so tired after a long day of not working. I'm allowed to stay up late on weekends, and since Jeannie Galetta wasn't exactly begging me to go out with her, not yet, I just hung in and did what I usually do on a Friday night. First, I took a piece of Swiss cheese out of the fridge. Then I walked over to where Ditka could see me holding it up in the air, but not too close. Ditka, here boy. As soon as he came for it, I ran to the bathroom and threw the cheese inside. I've done this about a million times, but Ditka still falls for it. He pounced on that cheese like it was the last meal on earth, and I just closed the door and walked away. Problem solved. Next, I went out to the garage and snuck a can of Zoom out of Bear's not-as-much-of-a-secret-as-he-thinks-it-is stash. He keeps cases and cases of it out there, just for himself, but he never notices if a few are missing. Zoom tastes like chocolate and Coke mixed together, and it has about eight cups of caffeine in every can which you'd never know since Bear sleeps so much all of the time. I drink mine out of a travel mug, just in case, so he won't see what it is if he wakes up. After that came the really dangerous part. I tiptoed over to where Bear was sleeping and pried his fingers off the TV remote one by one. Then I very carefully slid the remote out of his hand. It's kind of like diffusing a bomb. If it goes wrong, there's a big explosion and everything gets ruined. But if not... Sweet. It's the only time I ever get to watch what I want. I surf around and found a pretty decent movie about a guy trying to escape from an island prison by floating away on a raft made out of coconuts. 
I really wanted to see him do it, but I must have fallen asleep before it was over. Next thing I knew, Mom was waking me up, and there was some kind of infomercial on the TV. Rafa, sweetie, time to go to bed. I could smell the apple pie and cinnamon on her uniform. She always smells like that when she comes back from the diner. When I'm lucky, she brings them home, and when we get to have apple pie for breakfast the next morning. Mom put an arm around me and walked me back to my room. How's your day, she asked. Ah, above average, I told her, which was true. You seem different lately, she said. Happier. It's nice to see. I didn't know what to say to that, so I just said thanks. Then she got this look on her face, like when she's trying to figure out what I'm thinking. And Rafe, you haven't seen Leo lately, have you, she asked. Ouch. I didn't see that one coming. Leo's kind of a touchy subject in our house. This was the first time in a long time I felt like I had to tell mom a 100% lie. So I just shook my head no. Somehow it seemed better than lying out loud. Mom looked relieved, which is exactly why I lied. So she wouldn't worry. Okay, then, she said. Remember, if you ever need to talk about anything. I know, Mom. Thanks, I said. Then she hugged me and kissed me goodnight, which I was getting kind of old for, but I didn't mind so much. I really like that cinnamon smell. Chapter 20. Miller the Killer Ruins Detention Day. My good luck lasted for another four days, 15 hours, and approximately 22 minutes. It was Wednesday right after school, and I was on the way to my first detention. Everyone else was gone for the day, so the hall was empty, and even though it didn't seem like a mistake to stop for a drink of water, it was. I barely got a sip before I felt Miller's XXXL paw on the back of my neck. Suddenly, my face was wiping the bottom of that fountain, and I was just trying not to eat the piece of gum someone had left there. Well, well, Miller said. Look who it is. He pulled me up and slammed my back into the wall. Then he got right up in my face. I could see the Cheetos in his teeth. Seems like you're getting a reputation around here, Miller said. What's your deal, anyway? I don't know what you're talking about, I said. My heart was going for some kind of world speed record by now. I wanted to just start swinging, but it doesn't take a genius to know that five, six, and 150 pounds beats five, one, and 100 pounds every single time. Miller could have turned me inside out before I got off the first punch. Listen, he twisted up my shirt in his fist. You want to prove you're the baddest kid in school? I'm not trying to prove anything, I said. Too late, he said, and stepped back. You and me, outside, right now. Um, he held up a finger in my face. One, um, then another finger. Two, that's when I remembered. I can't, I said. Why not, Miller said. Chicken? No, detention. I saw my hole and went for it, right under his arm and up the hall. Detention, I heard him say. This is exactly what I'm talking about. I'm on to you, Catchadorian. You better watch your back before you catch a door in the face. You can run. I was running all right straight to Miss Donatello's room. But you can't hide, Miller shouted. And he was probably right. Unless Hills Village Middle School was a witness protection program, I was dead meat. Man, I hated Mueller.